How's it going, everyone? Welcome into the Sports Appeal Podcast. I'm your host, AJ Teal. As always, to my right, my co-host and my dad, Noel Teal. Well, I am just fresh as a daisy for getting a good night's sleep last night. <laughs> Didn't have to stay up late to oh, watch that man. disgusting What game. in the world was that game last night? What, what was that? What was that? That was called complete and utter domination. You know, we... we we waited till the morning uh, to to watch to to make this episode, to, so we could <laughs> maybe have at uh, at least five minute you know discussion on how great the national championship was. That's just not going to happen. I mean, what in the world did I watch last night? It only took about seven minutes for the game to be pretty much over. Um, in that regard, I mean, just just I, I'm I'm stunned. Because I just thought TCU wouldn't go out sorry. I just I didn't see it coming, um, and they went out more than sorry. I mean that 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 is just embarrassing on Listen, that end. Georgia was simply too, too fast, too strong, and and they were better in, in every aspect. And they came to play. And Stetson Bennett is a winner. And when you got a winner like that, you know he rarely loses. So Stetson Bennett second ring. We'll talk a little bit more about the game. Um, as well as getting into week 18 of the NFL. We got a recap for you, what teams are going to the playoffs, what teams are not. We had some craziness in the AFC there. And then obviously Sunday night uh, with the Lions getting some revenge on Aaron Rodgers, sending him home there. Um, we'll talk mm-hmm. about that as well. And maybe a little playoff preview because, you know, we'll get to that more Friday. But the playoffs are starting. We got to get into talking about who's going to that Super Bowl. So we got a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of football. Uh, keep it going here. Uh, let's get into it. Let's run it. Let's begin with the game last night uh, as we're oh, coming to you this morning, the morning after. Uh, TCU goes down 65-7. Georgia back-to-back national champions. Stetson Bennett, six touchdowns on the day. He was dominant. Max Duggan, what are you going to say? He, uh, he didn't have any time to throw. Uh, you know, Forcing passes, down 30 quick. I mean, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, this this... I I I'd t- I'd say the storyline of the game was how dominant Georgia's offense was against TCU's defense because we've seen Georgia's offense have some 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 issues at sometimes. I don't think it's said enough. Georgia doesn't have a wide receiver. They they play with three tight ends: McConkley, Bowers, and 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 Washington. They play with three well, tight McConkey ends. He is a wide receiver. Well, they're all wide receiver. I mean, Bowers, you could say, is a wide receiver, but they play with three tight ends. They don't have this star wide receiver, you know, that that some of these other, you know, big name teams have. Um, I, I, I thought find Mitchell it, would be a star. Is going to be a star. I, I mean, they do have one, him. one catch in this game. I mean, I'm saying well, they they ran the ball. They run the ball with McIntosh, and Bennett simply just has these three monster tight end slash wide receivers. That just are are just playmakers, and McConkley has this huge game. Bowers is is going to be a stud oh, in the league when he has another year. He's of stud. College. This team is going to come back, and they're going to win next year. I this know. is going to be three times in a row. Stetson Bennett or not, I don't know who's going to be the the quarterback. Carson Beck, 
You know, maybe yeah. as the quarterback next year. fine when he came in. Yeah, I, I don't know. This, this was this was over, you know, seven minutes into the game. Um, TCU's defense couldn't tackle. They weren't. TCU's defense against Michigan looked fast. They looked like they came ready to play. This game, they looked the total opposite. They didn't come ready to play. Uh, they were totally outpowered. The biggest thing I noticed about Georgia, you can talk about Stetson Bennett. He was, uh, you know, I've been saying Stetson Bennett is underrated and this guy's a winner. And I think this guy could be something in the NFL. I know, I know he's old and, and maybe there's a, a risk there, Good but idea. a late round pick, right back up. I, I, think you, I, I think you take a risk on him. The thing that I noticed, the Georgia defensive line, Ooh. I've never seen anything Ooh. like that. Where they, they have four guys there that look twice the size as the offensive linemen that they play. You don't see that, you know, in college football that much. You don't see that in the NFL. This is, this is a defensive line that is so disruptive, they never have to bring more than four guys, ever. They don't blitz. They never have to do it. You can't run the football on them. You're under pressure every time. It's, I don't know. I don't, I'll, the thing I really took from this game you got to give credit to Ohio State. How they they almost won that game and competed that hard, I think it sh- shows C.J. Stroud's my number one. I, I'm, I'm still sticking him with, with him, number one quarterback coming out next next year. I, I think that, you know, the fact that Ringo came back and I, I think he stopped Quentin Johnson for one catch. He, he only allowed one catch on, on him. And, and it, Marvin it Harrison. Ringo. It wasn't Ringo. It was Max Duggan. Didn't have. I'm just saying to make it. I understand that, but C.J. Stroud, you know, Marvin Harrison has a great game. It, what, what I'm saying is, is Ohio State deserves a lot of credit if they hit that kick at midnight. Who, who you know, who knows what would have happened in this game? But 100%. you know, Georgia. Like, basically, it showed Georgia played, I think, an off game against Ohio State, and then when they play an on game, this is the outcome that happens. I don't know if it's so much an on game or an off game. I, I think Ohio State is extraordinarily talented. Right, You have two of the best wide receivers in the country, the best quarterback in the country, an offensive line that played really well last week. You had good running backs. Like, you know, it's not like Ohio State was coming to the table with nothing, right? You saw a, you were absolutely right when you said a mismatch between the offensive line of TCU and the defensive line of, of Georgia. Guys like Bear Alexander, who's a freshman, Mm-hmm. He's a freshman, a true freshman, right? right? I mean, obviously, Jalen Carter is all-world, and Stackhouse is a monster, right? These guys are massive, and yeah. they're fast, and they, they run like linebackers. It's unreal, dude. It, it, and, I mean, other than six guys, the rest of the team's coming back. Right. They're coming back again. You got Carter there. That's probably going to end up as a top-five pick in the draft 100%. this year. Just, just a freaking nature, so... Georgia back-to-back national champions that wraps up the college football season. Um, and when you look at their schedule I, next year, when you look at everyone cake. that's returning, it's cake. This team's this team's going to be a big favorite to win it all again. And they're not going to lose a game next year. Three times. I, I got a different question for you. Okay, coming from the TCU side, right? right? Obviously, congratulations, underrated season. It was a magical season, right? You can't, you know, take that away. Drop. Yeah, you can't take any of that away. But if you're TCU, would you have rather lost to Michigan or, or gotten absolutely demolished nah, I mean, in the national championship? No, nah, I mean, I, I'll take the, you know, getting to the national championship any day. You would? Yeah, I, I mean, know, look, I, I, think, I think when you look at this game, the way it started, the way that Georgia looked, it looked like they didn't even try in this game and they won by 60. I just felt like Georgia went into this game knowing that they were going to win. And they went into this game... And, and they just 
They knew they were going to win. I think TCU went in this game knowing they were going to, you know, that, that this was a long shot. And I think that that kind of, you know, played into the, the, the game. I mean, TCU started out trying to run the ball. We knew that this team wasn't going to be able to run the ball. I don't know why they even tried. They, they kept trying to establish the run. And their, and their best running back was out. Kendra yeah. Miller was out. I don't really understand why they did that. It, it just looked like they conceded before they started. Um, and, and Georgia, on the other hand, just kind of ran their offense. They, there was nothing that, that TCU could stop. So Georgia with a big win. We will see about next Brutal. year if Georgia can, can continue their, their dominance over college football because they're just they've been dominating the last two years. They lose their quarterback in Bennett. Bennett goes down as a, what, a top five quarterback in college football history with two rings there and, and losing, I mean, what, get, one game? You, you have to, I mean, you have to say he's probably the best quarterback in the college football playoff history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he's the most valuable player in all four games that he's played in. He's won two national championships and he's 25 and one in them, you know, in the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn good. And it's not like, like you know, he was managing the game he yeah. was the best player on best the best player no doubt all right Stetson Bennett we'll see I'm interested to see where Stetson Bennett kind of goes in this upcoming draft third or fourth round I agree I, I think he's moved up from this sixth yes. seventh round pick to this third fourth round guy that you, he that you take Mr. a risk Irrelevant. On. yeah yeah I agree all right that's it for college football here let's get to the NFL um oh, where wow. we we had a, a interesting week 18. Uh, Brutal. I just want to say congratulations. You officially Thank you. won the pick'em uh, well, for I'll, the year. I'll, I'll take I'll take the congratulations because I kicked your ass. But I will, in turn, flip the congratulations to our statistician, Brian Tebow, mm. for beating me by two. By two. Because your damn Chargers and your boy crush, Justin Herbert, couldn't win the game at the end. Nope. That, that, that one killed me. And because uh, Dallas didn't show up. Yep, that one, that, that that definitely hurt you. But Brian deserved it all the way. Yep. Had the, the lead the entire season there. Um, let's get into Week 18, though. Kind of recap these games um, and kind of tell you what is going on for the playoffs, um, the significance of these games. The Saturday games went, I guess, as planned. Um, Chiefs, you know, took care of the Raiders, get the number one seed in the AFC. They were just messing around in that game. They were doing some crazy-ass plays. Um, they were messing around, you know, Mahomes didn't quite get to Peyton Manning's record, but I, I, I believe, you I told you it wouldn't even be close. I believe he locks up a unanimous MVP. Yes, I, I think agreed. that is pretty obvious. I think the fact of Jalen Hurts missing the last two games of the season, the, the, or the, the actually played the last game, but didn't do anything in that game. Um, I think gives it to Mahomes. I think the fact, just the storyline, I think the most over- looked storyline of the NFL season is the Chiefs trading away the most talented, you know, fast player in NFL history, a dude that 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 Patrick Mahomes just, you know, just I think it was so taken for granted that that this dude was was on a team with the best quarterback in the NFL. And then he goes to this, you know, Dolphins team with, you know, Tua who, you know, we have our, our doubts about and has this amazing season. So you know that He's this, you know, special type of player. They trade him away, and Patrick Mahomes has his best season pretty much in, in the NFL. I think it's well, they, incredible. They trade Tyreek Hill away. He has 400 more yards and four more touchdowns. I, I think it's it, it's insane. And they go 14-3, and three, and he has one of his best career, you know, years. 
Um, and and I think it's just he threw twelve interceptions though. <laughs> yeah, I, I got that's that's what we want to look at. All right, uh, but they take care of business there. And then the Saturday night game, Titans Jags. I don't know how the Jags won this game. I don't either. They, I don't know how they won this game. The Titans defense showed up to play, and it was simply their offense that gave the game away. Dobbs mm-hmm. throwing a pick, Dobbs fumbling. You know, uh, it, it was it, they gave it away on offense, and the Chief or the Jaguars defense, which has I think been carrying them the last couple of weeks. It was their offense when they started. You know, coming back on on the winning side of things. And it's been their defense the last couple of weeks. The defense has stepped up. Um, it gets them the division win. And, you know, Do- you look at Dobbs and say that Dobbs was playing the game that they hoped he played. He was, he was managing the game. They were running the ball with Henry pretty much every play. And their defense Until was playing good. Minutes and, to go in the game. And then, and then just chaos and, and turnover and a, and a fumble recovery for a, you know, for a touchdown. Um, and, and, and the game was over then. And, and the, the Titans simply lost a game that they... They, they played the way that they had to play to win that game with, with a quarterback like Dobbs, and they gave it away. Um, and the Jags somehow, you know, escape with a win, um, and they will, hey, did, they will did you see, host a playoff did game. You, did you see the Jaguars rush for 19 yards? 19. The, the mm-hmm. Titans' run defense is the best in the league. I mean, they, they, are, they are stacked on that defensive line, and they did everything they could on defense, but their offense gave it away yeah. um, with, the, with the turnovers there. All right, uh, Sunday games. Let's get into them. Bucks, Falcons, starters. Didn't play for the Bucks. Falcons get the win, though. Um, Bucks Congratulations, were, Desmond Ritter, for getting your first touchdown pass in the NFL. Right. Bucks were locked in to the fourth seeded. Uh, Falcons going into the offseason with a lot of questions. Mariota obviously wasn't the answer, and I'm pretty sure he won't be back on that team. And and when you look at Desmond Ritter, I don't think Desmond Ritter's the answer either. Desmond Ritter, not that great, you know, in, in a couple of his starts. So they got a lot of yeah, question I mean, marks. I don't, know um, if he had, I don't know if he had the full sample size that you need to make yeah. that decision. I, I think some some highlights for the Falcons. Tyler Algier, a thousand yard rookie rusher. I think that was good. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. He, he had a really good rookie season. Drake London, I think with the quarterback play, you gotta look at that his his rookie season was pretty 70, successful. Seventy two catches? I mean not bad. I, I think it was good. Um I still think he can be a, a promising player if they get a quarterback there. Um and the Bucks on the other hand, fourth seed they'll lock in they'll play the Cowboys on Monday night next week. Um, in the in the wild card round there, um, as we kept going, the AFC had some you know uh, some some wild card kind of spot battle for the last spot there. Uh, the Patriots were winning in, but they lose to the Bills. What a what a special game for the Bills there with the kick return to open the game. Um, you get the stories of going berserk. You got the the stories of Demar Hamlin setting off the the ICU alarms because he <laughs> got up and was just going nuts after that. I think that was incredibly special there. They had two kick returns in the game. Uh, the Patriots battled, though. Uh, they, they they definitely did. I think Mac Jones started the game good, but had some turnovers late. Um, and and they, they you know the Bills eventually pull away. Um, Stephon Diggs had a nice 50-yard touchdown. And Josh Allen is just rolling into these playoffs. And the Bills, I'm, I'm not trying to spoil anything, but I just believe that this Bills team is rolling going into the playoffs. And I think they're out for blood. I think... I think Josh Allen has has he, Josh Allen just has one thing to prove. It's it's the only thing he has to prove in the NFL, and it's that he has to go and find a way to beat Patrick Mahomes in these playoffs. He has to find a way because he hasn't done it yet. He is you know he he had, he, he left him 13 seconds in last year's wow. playoffs, and he found a way to do it. I think Josh Allen has to come in, and I think that's the only thing on his mind is is the Bills gotta beat Mahomes because I think that's the only thing in their way 
you know, of, of going to a Super Bowl. So I, I just want to say, the pass he threw to Stephon Diggs might Ridiculous. be one of the most beautiful throws I've ever seen a quarterback throw. Mm. On his back foot, he threw it 60 yards in the air, literally dropped it in his lap. I mean, it was gorgeous. Like, that was a great pass. The one he threw to John Brown was a great pass. This was a... uh, (laughs) And then on the other side, man, Devontae Parker, hey, congratulations on showing up the last game of the year when he hadn't showed up at all during the season. Right, yeah. Crazy. And then Belichick announces he's coming back for another year. Yeah, Belichick back for another year. Uh, You know... I guess hey, he, he wants doesn't he want wants to step away, one, He wants to have the most wins ever. That's yeah, all he's back he's, for. He's he's gonna do it until he gets there. How, how many is he is he away there? I gotta look it up. Well, it, it's probably a season or two more, and then he'll he'll get that. But you know, I'm sure he does. He he's not happy about the situation the Patriots are in. They're just kind of in this this stuck kind of middle of the pack situation. But uh, he he's, is he's trying to get some nineteen back. He's right, so need he needs two, two more. He needs at least two more. So. Yeah. Uh, we'll see if, if the Patriots can can improve next season. Uh, Vikings defeated the Bears. The Bears got the first overall pick. I said they would. I'll just tie in the Texans-Colts game to it as well. The Texans, this was a this was a this was like the best game of the week. Somehow it was like the best game of the week. This this was Colts. Uh, Sam Ellinger threw two pick sixes, or, or no, sorry, I'm sorry, Not Davis Mills threw two through. Two pick sixes. It kept the Colts in the game. The Colts looked like they weren't they were gonna win. And Davis Mills throws up some bogus Hail Mary touchdown to Jordan Akins. He catches it and they go for two for the win. In a game where if they just don't get that two point conversion, they get the first overall pick. Uh Lovey Smith gets fired after the game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm sure they weren't happy ab- about that. I mean, at the end of the day, we said it doesn't entirely matter. I think it, it it matters for the Bears. The Bears now have full control of the offseason. I don't know if I've seen this really before in a long time in, in the NFL. The Bears fully control the offseason. They have the first overall pick. They have a lot of picks, you know, nonetheless. Um, yeah. They also have the most cap space in the NFL. So they, and they don't need a quarterback, which I think is the biggest thing of all. I think it was such a, a win season for the Bears because they tanked the hardest out of, any, out of any NFL team, and as 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 well as also finding out that this they have a franchise quarterback, so they don't need to take C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young. They can use that first overall pick to trade back and get some assets for it. They can literally get any player in free agency. I think they're going to stack up maybe on some some wide receivers, get some weapons for Justin Fields. They need offensive linemen bad and they need some some defensive pieces i think they're going to spend 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 i think they're going to have at least eight you know maybe nine ten draft picks you know maybe trade back from that first overall pick to the colts or some team that needs to move up for stroud or or bryce young they're going to get multiple first round picks in return for that i i I think this is a a bigger win for the bears than it is the texans just falling to number two because they're still going to have their choice at quarterback no matter what did did you hear the absurdity from michael Tannenbaum on ESPN. No, what, what did he, he say? He, the Bears should do. He said the Bears should trade Justin Fields yep. to a, a suitor for two first-round draft picks and a third and draft Bryce Young <laughs> and take those extra picks. They'll, they'll reset the two years, you know, on the rookie contract. They mm-hmm. won't have to, like, you know, re-sign anybody for, you know, five years. You have all this cap room, all these extra picks, all these extra first-round picks, and you could create a, you know, a phenomenal team. 
Is that disrespect? Uh, I just, Justin Fields. I, I just. What? I just. I just think it'd be dumb because yeah, how after dumb. this year would you do that? If Justin Fields struggled in this year, you, maybe you get get what you you have such a unique situation, and you go, oh, Bryce Young and, and CJ Shouter there. Let's 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 get rid of this guy. Let's reset that. Let's get maybe well, late, let's his, let's get someone to bite. His thought was, this is the highest Justin Fields. Well, you know, yeah, of course, but be. but I, I wouldn't understand after after the season that Justin Fields just had, especially yeah. running the football and showing you that this guy is incredibly athletic, with with the the skill around him and the worst team in the NFL. I think I it's it. I think it's too promising. I I really wouldn't yeah. wouldn't do that um, there. But obviously, Bears get the first pick. Texans fall in with the second pick after they win there. Uh, Bengals Ravens was the next one. Uh, this also will be the matchup next week in the wild card. Uh, Lamar Jackson not Never looking too good. Play. Not looking too good not that gonna he's going to be again. back for that that wild card. Anthony Brown sucks. Uh, Tyler Huntley sucks. The the Baltimore Ravens simply have no chance to win this game in, in the wild card. They lost this game in week 18. Um, I, uh, you know, this, I, I just feel like it's going to be similar um, unless they, they the run the ball nice for thing, 300 yards. I don't think they have a chance. The only nice thing, I really like Isaiah Likely. Yeah, he's a good player. They got, they got a, a really stacked tight end player. Room. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I don't know, uh, you know, I, I don't know exactly, you know, how... You know how much the Ravens can really do with with just these tight ends. You know where they don't really have, you know, a, a quarterback, and they don't really have a, a wide receiver. You know, it's just not. I I don't I don't love the way that this roster is constructed. You know, when you don't have Lamar Jackson in there, um, so I don't really give them much of a chance uh, mm-hmm. playing the Bengals again. I think the Bengals are just much more talented, you know, than the than the Ravens there. But we'll see yeah. about that next week. The Dolphins win, and they were in, and they get the 11-6 win over the Jets. I'll start it off with this. The Jets failed to score a touchdown in their final three games. They had Zach Wilson at quarterback. They had Mike White at quarterback. They had Joe Flacco at quarterback, and none of them scored a touchdown in their final start of the season. Just an absolute collapse for the Jets, who finished 7-10. 7-10. That's crazy. The Dolphins find their way. To sneak in, Skylar Thompson, man, the fact that the fact that they won a game with that guy at quarterback, I think is the most impressive win of the year. I I really do. I mean, that was uh, some type of win uh, to win with him. Joe Flacco was probably even worse. Um, the, the the biggest story about the Jets was how valuable Brees Hall was to this team. Because man, could they not run the football at all after he went down with with anybody? I mean, he he was he was really carrying that offense. You know, to to wins really. Um, I I think something you take away from the Jets after a disappointing season is is you know I think you're a quarterback away from from competing in the AFC. I think that's what you can take. You, the defense was great. Sauce Gardner hit top five corner in the league after his rookie year. You can't really ask for anything better. Garrett Wilson's a stud. You know the fact that without you know with inconsistent quarterback play, he still had a great rookie year. I think is good. I think you just have talent. Or, you know on this team. You just need a quarterback. I've said this to you 42 times. I've said this to friends over the last couple of weeks, 42 times as the Lamar Jackson news has come out. I, I, I'm saying this now as a prediction going to the offseason. If Lamar Jackson does not go back to the Ravens, I believe the Jets are going to do anything in their power to throw boatloads of money at Lamar Jackson 
possibly make him the highest paid player in the league, highest paid quarterback in the league, possibly the highest paid player in Nashville National Football League history. And I believe that they will do everything they can to get him to be a Jet next year. I think that would be really enticing to see him, you know, on, on this type of team. Well, we disagree on that, but we'll have plenty of time to talk about that after the season's over. Yeah, definitely. But the Dolphins... The, the Dolphins are in a lot find of Find themselves... Wait, you know, Tua's away not going to play in this playoff game. Nah, and, he's not. And, and they're in a lot of trouble. They're going to nah, be yeah. destroyed. Look... If it's Teddy Bridgewater, if it's Skylar Thompson, you know, this Bills team's weight, you know, th- this Bills team has, is looking so far past this game that they're, they just, I, I don't even think they're, they're contemplating this, this being a game, you know, whoever's that quarterback. So, I, you know, Dolphins get in, sure, that's great. You know, it's, yeah. it's for one game for them to, I, I believe, probably get embarrassed by the, by the Bills. You know, it reminds me of the Patriot Bills game last year in the wild card. You know, they, they blew them out, so. I don't think the Dolphins have much of a chance, but they I still do, got it. I do predict that the Dolphins will score more and give up less than TCU did with Georgia. <laughs> it's not going to be a 60-point win? No. By the Bills? All right. No. Uh, we had Panthers-Saints. Didn't matter for either team. Panthers. Snooze, you know, I actually snooze fest. didn't get a single – I didn't watch a single highlight of this game. I didn't see a single play from this game. Um, Sam Darnold won the game with 43 passing yards, so that's great. Going to the offseason. The only question is, Olave had 1,000 yards. Oh, yeah. So did that lock him up for offensive rookie of the year? No, it didn't. Kenneth Walker is still the, the offensive rookie of the year. But Olave, to look at, at Olave and Garrett Wilson, we had these conversations about who's better, you know, who do, who got the better wide receiver. They both had similar rookie seasons. They're both really good with, with yeah. bad quarterbacks, so... I think I think it's it's a win for both teams on, on the wide receivers there. They got some some guys that are gonna be good in the league for a while. Um, but going into the offseason, you know, both these teams I think had had I don't think bad season, I don't think good season, just kind of mid seasons. Um, you know, had some had some wins, they got some things to work on. Both teams just need to figure out the quarterback situation. It's, it's much like the Jets we just talked about. The, these are teams that have talented. They're all seven and ten. These these are these are three teams you could all put in the same category as talented. They got talented players on defense. They got talented players on offense. But they got no quarterback that can can consistently get the ball to these guys. Can win games, and they need to figure it out. You know, Carolina is a team that could definitely trade up with the Bears and and give a package to to get uh to get not Fields uh, to get Stroud or, or Bryce Young. The Saints could possibly do it as well. You know, they, these are these are three teams, including the Jets, that that can definitely you know do something like that. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, uh, Browns Steelers. Steelers got the win, but they didn't get the help they needed from the Jets. I was wa- I was watching with a Steeler fan and a Dolphin fan that were going back and forth. They were both watching each other's games, seeing what was going on. Um, and and the uh, the Steelers won. They they took it to the Browns. You know. Again, I thought Deshaun Watson had a poor game, whatever. I think the biggest thing about the, the Steelers is how well Najee Harris played down the stretch. When he, I think he fully got healthy, uh, fully healthy from that foot injury, which I don't think he was in the beginning of the season. He had a really, really strong end of the year. You know, Kenny Pickett, I think, also had a great end of the year. I think Kenny Pickett. George Pickens, too. Yeah, I think. George I think, Pickens is a real deal. Yeah, he is the real deal. He definitely, you know, played, played good when they kind of gave him the wide receiver one role, got rid of Chase Claypool. I think I think Kenny Pickett, if he if he starts at the beginning of the year and they avoid the Mitch Trubisky experiment, and maybe those first couple starts he had were a little better and he didn't turn the ball over as much, I think you're looking at rookie of the year in Kenny Pickett because the way he played, 
to get the Steelers in a position that they they yeah. won this game. If if the the Dolphins lost, they were in the playoffs. You know, I think would have been would have been pretty big for him. Um, but I, I think the way you saw Pickett play at the end of the year, I think Steeler fans are confident that they got they they, they could have their guy. Um, yeah. I think again this this t- a team that is that is pretty talented. They got they got guys on offense. You know, Pickens was a big plus this year, and then defensively, we know what they have, especially on that defensive line. So. Steelers are going to come back. They somehow finish with another winning season. Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. I don't know how he did it this year. Dude, that's 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 un- applaudable and amazing. Hey, I got a great stat from our statistician. Mm-hmm. Deontay Johnson, the wide receiver who had the most catches for yep. Pittsburgh this season. He had 86 for 882 yards. He was targeted 147 times well, without a TD. Yeah, no touchdowns for Deontay this year. One hundred and forty. I don't know, I don't know how how you do that. But I don't know how you do that either. You, you didn't have he didn't have one in the end zone. <laughs> All right, uh, Chargers, Broncos, Broncos end oh, the God. year with a win there. Actually, Russell Wilson Damn played pretty Justin good. Herbert. Russell Wilson yeah. played pretty good against the the Chargers backups, but whatever. Um, so did UCF zone Latavius Murray mm-hmm. had a nice game. Had a hundred there, um, and Chargers were sure. pretty much already in in the playoffs there. Um, you know, I don't think they really cared too much about the game. Um, they will take on the Jaguars, though, in Jacksonville next week, no matter about this game. And the Broncos simply go into this offseason um, with just a ton of question marks. You know one thing's for sure. Russell Wilson's the starting quarterback next year. I mean, there's yes. nothing you can do about it. There's simply nothing you can do about it. I think he well, actually they, they played. Right. They need it. Well, that's what I was going to say. You need a coach. You need a hit on this coach. You need to not mess around with a, you know, Nathaniel Hackett. You know, I I think they really go strongly because I think they regret not going at Dan Quinn. So maybe you do see Dan Quinn, you know, if, if he really wants a head coaching job and, and believes he can take on a, you know, I think would be a difficult task, you know, turn this team around. Maybe, you know, they make a big push at him, but I don't, I don't know if he wants to go into a situation like this. But you know one thing's for sure, Russell Wilson's the starting quarterback next year. I think he played some good games at the end of the year. I don't know how much you take from that, um, but I think but I think you have talent at the receiving end. Maybe Latavius Murray sticks around. You get Javante Williams back there, and your defense was pretty good. So, you know. The team will be back. We'll There's see no if the, the Broncos were just a, a year delayed from their, you know, expectations yeah. from, from this past season. All right, then we had the NFC East uh, kind of showdown at 4 o'clock, Giants, Eagles, and then the showdown. Cowboys. Commanders. <laughs> Uh, didn't really matter what the Eagles did because the Cowboys got smacked by Sam Howell and the Commanders there. Uh, Sam Howell's pretty decent. Had a, yeah, had a pretty good game. Looked fine. looked fine. Um, I think Sam Howell, you know, I, it's kind of interesting. I, I watched him play. Um, I don't know. I don't really know what to compare him to because, you know, we'd always make this. This I think the joke was that he's he's a like a bigger Baker Mayfield. It's kind of like because he looks as similar. He doesn't play like Baker Mayfield. He really doesn't. So I don't know. I don't really know what to compare him to. I liked how he played. I think against the the Cowboys defense. So I still think in this game played good. The Cowboys. The only way the Cowboys defense has really played poor in this game, besides maybe a couple games here or there, is when the is when the offense fails them. That that's the only time where they've really played. Bad. And this was a, an example of the Cowboys defense didn't play bad in this game. They just were stuck with bad field position, turnovers again by the offense, you know, two two special teams errors, a mixed extra point, just disaster for the Cowboys there. Dak Prescott plays another bad game. N- nothing was good here. And and nothing. 
this is what I, I want to take from this game. The Cowboys didn't care that much. They ran the most vanilla offense I've ever seen because they didn't want to show anything. That's what I want. That, that's what I hope happened. That's what I, I pray and hope happened because whatever I saw, off, my, my, my problem is this team offensively. I have full faith that the Cowboys' defense is going to come to play. I think there's so much leadership on that defense. Marcus Lawrence, Micah Parsons, they want to win so bad that I think there's enough leadership where they're going to show up game in, game out. You know, if this team you know loses their first playoff game, they win three, whatever it may be, they're going to show out every game. This offense, though, it's on Dak Prescott to to step up as a, as a leader because this offense is is currently broken right now. They have no run game because nope. Kellen Moore refuses to do anything but besides run up the middle on first down. So it's just kind of ruining your offense, which which again I, I can't stand. How the Cowboys play for third downs. I, I just can't stand it. Um, you know, they, they simply refuse to, to you know, Push gain, gain yards on first and second down. I, I don't get it. Um, and, and the throwing, you know, throwing right now, it's, it's simple routes by the wide receivers. And I think Dak is, is, is overthinking pressing. things and he's making he's mistakes. Pressing. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's just bad overall. I'm not putting the blame. I, I, put, I put most of the blame on Kellen Moore. I think it's I, I'm out on Kellen Moore. I think it's it's putrid what's been going on. I've said it before. I think Kellen Moore gets tries to be tricky, so and he ends up tricking himself in, in a way, you know. And, and then you you match that with Dak Prescott not playing good football, and it's just it, it looks terrible. And that's what I think you got. Hopefully, we see a different outcome. It's going to have to be a different, you know. He's going to have to play better, and, and Kellen Moore's going to have to coach better, and the offense is going to have to play better as a whole. Or else, you know, they'll they'll be on the couch after next week. So, dude, Dak Prescott had twenty three incompletions, twenty three. Mm-hmm. He was fourteen of thirty seven. The pick six was one of the worst throws I have ever seen in my life. After the exact play that played before, where it should have been a pick six, he threw the exact same play, and this time it was a pick six. Like he is driving me to drink. This offensive line has been horrific since Biotic has gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. The offensive pass, like, nobody gets open except for CeeDee Lamb. Like, it's amazing to watch people go out in routes and they are blanketed. Mm-hmm. It's Whereas 6, 8, 12 weeks ago, people were open all the time. Like, I don't understand what the heck is going on with this offense. Yeah, you got you got injuries that are going to get better, I think, as the wild card round approaches. You got Hankins back as your nose tackle. Um, you got your offensive LVE lineman back. back. You got LVE back at linebacker. Um, Deron Bland will be good at, at slot corner. Um, on your offensive line, Biotish will be back. You know, Tyron Smith should be good to go at right tackle. Like, like hopefully this is a, you know, back to almost fully healthy team. Um, and, and simply... Going in, you know, going into this game, I, you know, we'll talk obviously more about the playoffs as they approach Friday. I think the player under the most pressure, you know, is, is Dak Prescott. And, and maybe in the entire playoffs. I mean, this 100%. is, we're talking about if Dak Prescott can't get this done and he has a performance like he has the last couple weeks against this Bucks team and this team goes out sorry and, and it's on, you know, Dak. We're talking about the Cowboys have to make a quarterback change. And it's crazy. Forty million dollars a year you're paying this guy, right? And and we're we're talking about you know there's not a lot of options you may have, and you got to probably at the end of the day just stick with him. But you're talking about a guy who who has won plenty of regular season games. He is you know set plenty of of young quarterback records. But but at the end of the day, 
you know, on these on these games that you got to win and you got to start having playoff success. If you can't get it done this year against this Bucks team, then then you got to start talking about, you know, it may it may be time to, you know, look another way. But, you know, th- this was bad. Um, the Eagles got the win, you know, barely. I, I didn't think they played good either. Um, you against know, as the well. Giants backups. Yeah, against the Giants backups. Kenny Galladay, he caught a touchdown. Hey. It was actually an incredible catch. Um, I don't know. Maybe we'll see him in the playoffs. I doubt it. But maybe. Um, Davis Webb actually, you know, was was fine. You know, that was Davis Webb's first NFL start and first NFL snap. He's been in the league six years. That was his first NFL snap. I, that was that was crazy. He actually played fine. Um, he had he had a touchdown on the on the ground and through the air. Um, but the Eagles got the win. They get the first seed and the bye was important for them. They needed it. They got to heal up. Um, and they will play the lowest seed um, coming out of the NFC there. Um, the end of the season for the Cardinals ended by the 49ers just absolutely annihilating them. I want to start with the Cardinals and what, you know, took place after this game. Cliff Kingsbury gets fired. Their GM gets fired. Um, they cleared house. You know, this is a team that they, they well, got the GM, a, the GM. The GM quit quit fired whatever right whatever you want to say yeah cliff kingsbury also you know mutually parted ways whatever well but the funny thing is cliff kingsbury last year was extended to 2027 yeah right fired the next year uh, yeah look you want to put it on kingsbury whatever you know kyler murray gets hurt a bunch of injuries the defense sucks you know this team had had no chance but cliff kingsbury it was i think it was clear over over the last couple seasons he wasn't the answer this guy wasn't a coach that was going to bring you know, this team any success. So they get rid of him. I'm sure he'll find his way back to, to you know, the college level, I'm sure, at some school there. Um, but the Cardinals now have, have you know, uh, they're just in a bad situation right now. Kyler Murray's not going to be ready for the start of next season, so you got to maybe invest in a backup quarterback um, there. You're losing several guys on the defense. J.J. Watt retires. You know, it already wasn't a great defense. You know, you struggled to to really do anything on offense, even with Kyler Murray in there this year. You got to look at at the fact that, you know, DeAndre Hopkins has been maybe a little injury liability lately. Do they move on from him? Do they get some assets from him? Do they go full? They need to trade him, yes. Do they go full sell house and, and go full rebuild mode? I, I don't know. I think they should. This team is terrible. It's bad. So they, they got to. You, know, you know what's kind of cool, though? We mm-hmm. both predicted that they would be horrific this year. Yeah, I, everybody had them potentially winning I, the division. Yeah, I definitely, we definitely were on that. We definitely said that this team was going to be pretty bad, um, just because they they didn't address anything. Uh, you know, their team last year obviously had that great start, and then they tailed off at the end of the year. They they had several problems last year. I think Kyler Murray was playing at this unbelievable level that got them you know off to that great start, and then he got hurt um, that year as well. Um, and then they kind of tailed off. They didn't address any any problems in the offseason. They got they got screwed for it this year, and then obviously more injury trouble. I don't know what I don't know what the Cardinals do. You know they they're in a tough position. Let's see what they do for coach, um, because Kyler's their quarterback. Whether you know they like it or not, whether yeah, he comes they back, locked him into a big contract. So, so we'll see what happens with him. The 49ers, on the other hand, end the season on a 10 game win streak. Brock Purdy is rolling. This whole team's rolling. The thing about San Fran. That I think sets them apart from any team in the NFC, including the Eagles. I think, they're the, I think this is the best team going to the NFC. And, and yeah, talent. they're a talented team. They don't take games off. They don't have bad losses. They consistently, on their 10 wins, just throttled the teams that they played. The bad teams they played, the good teams they played. 
they took it to them. They didn't have, they're consistently good. They consistently get the ball to their best players. I think Ayuk had this amazing coming out season, which was really good for him. The McCaffrey trade proved to be just a, a, an amazing trade to get a guy who we all, we all envisioned him in the offense. And, he all, and, he, and he's been playing like I think we all thought he would. Um, and the 49ers are rolling into this, into these playoffs, I think, as the best team in the NFC. You know, I think they have an easy first-round matchup against the Seahawks, who we'll talk about next and how they got in. Um, and, and, and they're just, they are you know a force to be, be reckoned with in the NFC. You know what's scary? I forgot they even had Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, and he, and came, it, back and he, he came back, yeah. With two touchdowns. They had too many players on offense. 11 yards a catch. And, and Debo will be back, you know, for, the, for these playoffs. So, yeah. you know, this well, team is... Seems stacked. They're stacked, and Brock Purdy just simply is doing his job right now. You know, I, I, I think it's 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 really hard to not take him into account for rookie of the year. I don't think he wins offensive rookie of the year, but he's had you know five career starts. He has over fourteen hundred yards. He has all the you know touchdowns. That he doesn't turn the ball over. He's just playing great, and I think it's you know it's it's he has a chance to do something special in his in his first year. There's only two ways to beat San Francisco. Number one is you have to get tremendous pressure on Brock Purdy, which nobody has been able to do. No, because their offensive line is, is is great, ridiculous. And number two is you have to be able to run on this team and give them less possessions, and yep. which nobody's been able to. Do. So, <laughs> right. and that's the thing is is, is yeah, you can sad. win like that. They haven't lost in ten weeks, and they've just I, been killing been people. Able to figure it out. Yeah. So it's uh, it's gonna be tough. Uh, you know, Seahawks have a lot it's like under watching their belt. Georgia play. The C- yeah, Seahawks barely got into the playoffs as oh. they won a thriller in overtime. This was a great game, actually. Um, Ooh, Seahawks overtime. Fans, man. Ooh, I felt yeah. for Lions fans. Overtime winner. The Rams. They they tried their hardest for the uh, for the Lions. There. Biggest thing for the Rams. They go to the offseason five and twelve. They don't have their first round pick. It actually goes to the Lions. So the Lions get at least a win there with getting a better draft pick. With the uh, the Rams there. Um, the Rams have a lot of questions. Cam Akers balled out the last couple of weeks of the year after he was supposed to get traded or cut or something. Uh, do they keep him as, as their running back? Cooper Cup yes. will be back, so they don't have to worry about, you know, I think getting more weapons because he should be back. But quarterback-wise, you know, Stafford looked like he had a pretty serious injury. He wasn't the same this year. You know, is, is he going to come back and, and be back to his normal self? You know, Baker Mayfield, is he the backup on this team? They got some questions there. And then defensively, Aaron Donald might retire. That's that's a rumor that's been flying around. Is Jalen Ramsey Sean someone that they want to capitalize on moving? Is Sean McVay going to resign, you know, from yeah. his job? This team could fall apart, and they're in cap hell. They're in draft pick hell. This is a team that might go into the depths of the NFL for a couple seasons here as, as this team falls apart. A year removed from a Super Bowl win. It was like... You know, it's it's funny because they foreshadowed their own demise. Is they went yeah. all in for the Super Bowl, and this was the you know the the, the repercussions that they were you know okay. they knew that and, they were going to face. And would you take the same? Oh, I I take it then? any day of the exactly. week. Exactly. They the got week, their so. they got their Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They went all in to get a back to back performance. Everybody got hurt. It didn't work, and now they're going to be crap for a couple of years. It's mm-hmm. just the NFL. Yeah. But, you know, at least you have the Super Bowl under your wing that can last you for a decade. Yep. And you think Sean McVay does the, the whole Amazon go to the booth, take a break? Yes. I think it happens, I 100% too. believe. He's got a very hot wife that he would like <laughs> to spend time with and make babies. Yep. I think so, too. I think also um, he, you know, he's 36. He just, 
He can do all these other things. He won a Super Bowl. He can do all these other things and then come back to coaching. I'm sure the Rams will take him back in, in five, ten years, you know, as their the as their coach again. Is the man's oyster. Yeah. So Seahawks get the win. They needed a Packers loss, so they knocked the Lions out of the playoffs, but the Lions returned the favor um and they knocked Green Bay out of the playoffs. Thank you. Aaron Rodgers, very emotional after the game, you know, didn't give Jameson Williams his jersey, said he's going to take it in, he wants to keep this one, a lot of rumors flying, will Aaron Rodgers retire? He was walking in the hallway with Randall Cobb. Aaron Rodgers, I'm old enough to remember when Aaron Rodgers requested a trade, you know, last year, and he was done in in Green Bay, and he was going to, he forced his way out, he was going to retire, all this, all this talk. I'm not buying this crap, I'm not buying it, I'm not buying it, I think Aaron Rodgers likes to troll i think he likes to joke i think he has this dry sense of humor and he just likes to toy with emotions he's not retiring he will not retire look maybe he ends up on another team i'm not saying that doesn't happen he will not retire there's no way that he retires he did this whole fiasco last year look does he do do they trade him whatever i still think that doesn't happen i think he returns as the quarterback of this team next year they just made him the highest paid player in the league you know i I don't think he's going to move on from that deal just yet you know he I think with, with what he was given to on offense this year, he dealt with, with a broken finger this year. I think he had a, a, a decent back end of the season where he was able to, you know, have this team who I don't think was a playoff caliber team. He had them a chance to put him in the playoffs. I think it's concerning how Aaron Rodgers have, has played in these big games over the last couple of years. They made the playoffs. Obviously, didn't perform well in the game against San Fran. Went out early last year. Couldn't get the, his team in the playoffs this year. I don't think he played good in this one either. I think it's concerning on that part. But he's still in Rodgers. You're going to take him back as your starting quarterback um, sure. next but year. I, I actually, right now, I'm leaning towards he's going to retire. Mm. I just I, am. I, I mean, the I only thing it. Green Bay has going for them is that the emergence of Christian Watson. They found mm-hmm. a star in here, in, in, in this guy. Their, their defense is young and should be you know returning a lot of good starters. But offensively, their line is getting old and tired. You know, they're not going to be able to keep Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. The wide receivers are poor. Alan Lazard named or said after the game, he's done. He's out of Green Bay. Mm. I, I just, I don't know. I think this team is ready for a debacle, and I think he doesn't want to go with a falling ship and well, leave his legacy to go to shit. Look, he was supposed to retire last year, and Brady was. And one even did retire, and they're both still in the league. So, you know, when, when they— <laughs> Maybe when, they'll both play until they're 50. When one of them retires— and then doubles down on them retiring, and then they retire from retiring, then I'll believe that they, ret- they actually retire. Because I, after the Brady whole thing last year, I don't believe, I'm not even believing it when they say they're retiring. So, Lions, hey, the last team great, we'll talk about, 9-8, and eight, they finish as a winning season. Goff, Give I me think, some credit. Give me some credit. Yeah, sure, we'll give you your credit. You know, I, you know, everyone thought that the Lions would improve. You were definitely high on the Lions, though. Um, they missed the I playoffs. them to make the playoffs, and they missed by a minute. Look, they avoid losing to San Fran by 30. I mean, what, what are you going to say? If they got in, they weren't doing anything against <laughs> that team. Um, the Lions had some good things this year. Their coach is a stud. He saved yep. his job, and he got this team rolling. Jared Goff, I think, is the quarterback. I don't think they need to do anything cool. just yet at quarterback. They got running back studs and Swift and Williams. He broke Barry Sanders' record. They got, you know, Jamison Williams, who I think under an offseason and getting more healthy is, is a good player. Amon St. Brown's their number one wide receiver. They, they're loaded on offense. I think defensively, they need, they need some help to use their draft picks wisely. I think, I think this is a team that, that really 
could use a, a DeAndre Carter. You know, they got that that six pick, I think, from the Rams. You know, maybe that's a slot that they can take him. You know, Jalen Carter would look great on that team, right? Because you got you know on the defensive end. Um, you got some good players in there. Hutchinson was a, was a fantastic pick, but they need inside help. They need linebacker help. They need yeah. some corner help. So this is a team yeah. that needs to use their their money in the offseason defensively and their draft picks to get a big – I think they need a – if they get another big-name player on that defensive line like Carter and they match it with Hutchinson, we're talking about a team that can really, you know, compete in the NFC next season. Yeah, 100%. Hey, I got two more uh, little stud stats for you just before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Number one, for the first time in 23 years, all three Florida teams made the playoffs. Wow. Shout out Florida there. Go yeah. Jacksonville, Miami, um, and Tampa there. Yeah. They all make the playoffs there. And then, you know, years. it just happens to be that our team's playing one um, yep. there and, over in Tampa. And then the other one that I found completely fascinating Austin Eckler finishes the number one RB1 for fantasy football. He only had two games where he rushed for 100 yards. Yeah, it's, that's nuts, man. If you're not playing PPR, you're getting screwed, man. So hop on the PPR train. Um, one thing before we end it, we're going to talk about the playoffs next week. I just wanted to look at this. Say just look. Don't look at seeding. Don't look at matchups. Just look at the, play, the, the teams that made the playoffs. Who surprised you the most? I think we look at the AFC. You knew KFC, KC would be in. You knew Cincy, Buffalo. I think even Baltimore and the Chargers in there. You know, the NFC, you knew Philly would be a, a good team this year. I think you knew Dallas would sneak in, Tampa as well. You know, who surprises you the most that you're Seattle. like, wow, this team made the playoffs? Seattle. Uh, when they announced that Geno Smith would be the starting quarterback, Mm-hmm. When their defense was all gone and Bobby Wagner left the team and everybody else, I thought Seattle, and they obviously you know got rid of Russell Wilson, I thought Seattle was going to be the Arizona Cardinals. I, I thought they were going to have a four-win, five-win season. For the fact that Geno has a resurre- resurrection of his career, the fact that this team went out and won nine games and, and you know solidified that last wild card, uh, kudos to Seattle, man. I, I didn't see them there at all. Yeah, it's it's definitely a surprising one. I go with the Giants. Yeah, I, I think I think the fact that, you know, what they did with this offense, you know, the fact that this offense is is possibly in, you know, the playoffs, I think is in, incredible. The way that Daniel Jones has played good, not great, you know, the way that they simply don't have any wide receivers that, you know, would be starting on any other team. You know, they, their offensive line, I think, has been shaky at times. But Saquon Barkley, you know, has, has definitely had a good year. I just think all of that, you know, tied into the fact that, you know, they're in the, they were in the best division. And if you would have told me the NFC was, East was the best division in football this year and the Giants made the playoffs, I don't know. It, it just would have sounded crazy. I think, I think they get a lot of props. And they got a chance to beat a team who they played close a couple weeks ago. So, you, you know, know that, one, that one should be interesting. You know, Daniel Jones, the knock on him was that he constantly put the ball on the ground or in the mm-hmm. other hands of the team. He only had five interceptions and two fumbles lost wow. this year. I mean, that, and he had 700 yards rushing with seven touchdowns on the ground. Oh. So, I mean, he knew he didn't have the help on receiving. I mean, a combination of Darius Slayton, Ricky James, Isaiah Hodgins, you know, right. and Daniel Bellinger isn't going to scare anybody. And it's right. certainly not scaring Minnesota. I think the Giants, congratulations, you got in the playoffs, and then you're you're going to get bounced by a team that I think <laughs> is fraudulent. But I, I, I my 
I, I don't see them having a chance of beating Minnesota. No. I, uh, I've been thinking about it. I've been going back and forth. I don't know. I still think Minnesota can get at least one win in, in these playoffs before they go one out. One win. But we'll talk about that on Friday. We'll get to the playoff preview there. Um, hopefully, you know, we have as good of a playoffs as last year. I don't know if it can live up to that kind of hype. Oh, that'd be um, I think the storylines are Dak Prescott. If he, you know, this is, I think this is a career turning point. He needs to step up in these playoffs and take a team that's been struggling to, you know, where we think they can go. And that's, I think this team can get to an FC championship if they play to their full potential. We'll see if that, Dak, Dak Prescott is, is the person that can do that and he's the person that can take it away. So we'll see if he can do that. I think the other storylines are Brady. Is this his last playoffs? Is this something, you know, that, that Dak Prescott can end? is kind of career in, in a sense there that that's an interesting one you know and then i think on the afc side i i just think it's the bills right now with everything that's gone on in the past week or two um with with demar hamlin and then just the fact that they got that going in to uh to a you know a playoffs that that they're just i think in the back of their mind is just thinking about the last couple of seasons that they've just gone out early to these chiefs or you know they've gone out you know on 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 where they thought they should have gone farther you know, I, I think this is a big year for the Bills that they gotta they gotta do it this year. It is, but I just wish they hadn't lost Von Miller. Yeah, like that's it's a huge the loss. only piece that 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 scares me. Do they have enough pass rush to beat the mm-hmm. Mahomes of the world or the Burr of the world? The, that's where I think it's going to come down to. All right, we'll be back Friday. We'll preview these playoffs. Um, we'll talk more about our Cowboys and how we feel oh, about them going wait. into uh, into Monday night.